Hello and welcome back to the third episode of the Other 99% podcast where we take a step back for the 1% gains that society has become obsessed with and instead talk about the other 99%. Throughout this series we will discuss everything from nutrition to sleep, training methods, work-life balance, leadership and mental health. Thank you again for all the messages and emails that have come in over the last two weeks. I really do appreciate the feedback. And on a particularly positive note, it's been great to hear about some of the miracle morning ideas and routines that you've been trialling. Do keep me updated, and as always, if you have any questions, do ask, and if I can help, I absolutely will. Getting started. Uh, this is probably the hardest thing to do, and as I sit down to record this for about the 500th time, the irony is not lost on me. Whatever journey you set out on or want to start on, at some point you're going to have to take a leap of faith and go for it. In this episode, we're going to delve a little deeper into getting started on your exercise journey. The podcast will be split into two main sections, tips for getting started and goal setting. Day one. You've said to yourself and your accountability partner maybe, that you're going to turn everything around and embark on a new path of exercise and fitness. Fantastic. However, in reality, for most of us, and I 100% count myself in this, day one isn't really day one at all. It might well be day one this time, but there could have been a dozen or even more day ones in time gone by. But that's okay. We're not perfect. We're not trying to become perfect. We're the other 99% of people the ones that buy gym memberships and stop going after two months. We're the people that tell ourselves we'll cut back on sweet food after Christmas, but are still first in line for Easter eggs. All of that is fine, and these are simply lessons and experiences that we learn from and improve on and get better at this time. As always, not everything I say will work for you, but these are suggestions, and they're based on things that either I've tried and found to work for myself, or their experiences that have come from others over the years and I'm simply sharing them with you. You can adapt and modify to fit your own preferences and lifestyle and there is no one size that fits all. So how should you get started? Well, this does really depend on what you're trying to achieve. Today we'll start with exercise but these skills are absolutely transferable to a number of different situations. The key to getting started with exercise is to find something that you enjoy. If you don't like running, then attempting to force yourself out of the door each morning to go for one is never going to work in the long term. However, you may like swimming, or the gym, or Pilates, or dance classes. There's a huge variety of options out there for you to try, and if you're totally new to exercise and don't know what to do, brilliant. Try everything. Another thing that can really help get into a new exercise program is having someone to do it with, and that doesn't mean that every time you do the exercise they have to be there, but perhaps you catch up over coffee or even over the phone and chat about what you did, how you found it, and sharing in the experience and celebrating yours and other people's achievements is crucial to long-term exercise adherence. One of the barriers I understand to trying new things could be the financial outlier. I currently reside in London and I agree with many of you out there, it can be absolutely outrageous how much money the one can charge for a fitness session. However, if you shop around and you're prepared to negotiate and compromise on location etc, there are definitely good deals to be had. 
particularly since the pandemic, there's been a real rise in park workouts, running clubs, and the cost of these is much, much less, but the benefits are exactly the same. If you don't feel ready to exercise around or in front of others, don't worry. There are lots of good examples and these can be found online from very reputable gym companies or trainers. And I'd be happy to recommend some of these if you reach out to me for advice. I think that a lot of the time there's an expectation when starting exercise around the level of performance and, and how you're exercising and what you're doing, where you're recording it, are you posting it on social media, how many reps you did in that hit set, what weight did you lift, how quick was your last 5k. All of these are great and they can be used as brilliant motivators if you're that way inclined. However, they can get in the way of one important truth. You showed up you got started, you did it. There's an old adage that springs to mind. It doesn't matter how slowly you run, you're still lapping everyone sitting on the couch. Before we move on to the next stage, let's have a quick review. Getting started is hard. It's okay to find it challenging. That can refer to the first step on the journey, the first step of your run, either. Secondly, find something that you love. If you're not enthused by the activity, then it's going to be difficult to stay motivated. Thirdly, if you can, find someone to actively engage in the exercise with you. And finally, your journey is your own and you shouldn't feel pressured to complete it in a certain way, uh, to perform to a certain level, post it on social media, be a part of Strava clubs, any of those things, if you don't want to. Just showing up and being there is a huge part of the battle. Awesome, so that was the first half of this episode, and the second half is going to focus on practical goal setting. A lot of people tend to come up with elaborate goals and targets when they start something new. Sometimes they even refer to them as New Year's resolutions. But if you've made the decision to get into your running, then the sensible goal or target is not to rush to a marathon. It might be to make sure that you go for a run today or to run three times this week. If you're new to an activity, and we'll use running as the example, then it's all well and good wanting to run that marathon, but this is your long-term goal, and for the time being, we can just put a pin in that. Goals can vary in length depending on who you speak to, but not only do we want to make sure that we achieve our goals, but it's more than that, we want to become the kind of people who complete goals, who follow through on what they say they were going to do. And this links back to the habit formation that we spoke about in last episode too. For argument's sake, let's take our short-term goals as a week. At the start of every week, make a physical note of what you want to achieve. This list can be just for you, or it can be shared with your accountability partner. Each time you complete one of the activities on your list, tick it off, and it's really useful to keep a record of these so that in times of doubt, you can flick back, remind yourself, and think, yeah, I did that, I've completed all of these goals. Medium-term goals, don't overthink them, they're just slightly longer than your short-term goal. Again, in the first instance, for beginners or those getting into a new activity, stringing two or three weeks of short-term goals together can be your medium-term goal. The goals you first set will not be the goals you continue to set. Once you've achieved them and moved past them, you set new goals and the process repeats itself. 
it might well be the case, given that none of us are perfect, that you fall short of your target sometimes. And this is a part of life and a part of training. It doesn't mean that you should give up, but you can repeat that week or that two week period and get it right the next time before you move on. You may not yet know your own capabilities or aspirations, and this can make it more difficult to set goals, which is why we might have that North Star goal of a marathon, but we need to figure out ourselves who we are and what we like before we get to that. Short-term goals provide direction to your activity and help you to hold yourself accountable to your dreams. Okay, here we are at the end of episode three of the other 99% podcast, a whistle-stop tour into getting started into goal setting, and we will 100% be coming back to these in the future. Let's take a quick look through the takeaways from today. Getting started is hard, that's natural, and we're okay with that. We now have some simple strategies and tips to help get past those early barriers to success. Goal setting. We need these to help give us direction and purpose. Without them, we're like a boat without a rudder. Goals can be short, medium, or long-term. In the first instance, we want to focus on the short-term, writing them down, completing them, and adapting them for the next step. As ever, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode, and I do genuinely appreciate any feedback that you have, so do get in touch. I'd love to hear how you're getting on with your own journeys, and please keep passing on this to your friends, family, and colleagues to help spread the word. Please direct any feedback or questions that you may have to george-cook at live.co.uk, and I look forward to having you all here again next time. Bye for now.